<laughs> you know, Dooner, I, uh, you have done all of these interviews with so many people. And it's what's so interesting about your style and your audience is you can be interviewing somebody from the White House or a CEO of a Fortune 100 company, a top venture capitalist in the market. And then the next could be a driver talking about some crazy something that happened at the truck stop or a video. And you've blended pop culture into freight and logistics culture. And I just think it's what's made you such a unique force in this industry. Well, Craig, I appreciate that, especially coming from you, uh, obviously an icon up here. We've heard him for multiple days up here, just killing it. And, um, you know, brand is such a powerful thing. Like we look at freight waves here, we look at this blue. And I remember after I got fired from a sales job, freight sales job, 2016, wasn't a great market. I wasn't a great sales guy. Um, had a drinking problem, decided to start a podcast. And, uh, I, I, that light alcoholics, former alcoholics, our podcast. But um, I decided that, like, I wanted to get a job marketing. I was sick of sales. It was stressing me out. It was it was getting me depressed. And but nobody would hire me. I had no experience. So I decided I had to make a, a podcast, and I could you know show people my work. And it was a great way. I've always thought it's a great networking accelerator podcast because you have the opportunity to interview so many people and give them value immediately. And this industry had been so anonymous. Like I would read Freightways articles and I was like, this is amazing. And I saw your events and you see the brand and I was like, this looks so much cooler than the events in the Northeast that I would go to with like stale Danishes and everything like that. <laughs> but I would read the articles and I'd go, it's still kind of anonymous to me. Like, who are these people? Who are these company logos? There's this like burgeoning freight tech scene. There's all these driver stories out there. And how do we kind of do what's very mainstream, sort of a magazine style show and feature all that stuff and bring news in it and bring humor in it because the podcast is not a webinar and we need people to stay tuned. When I first met you, we did a podcast together. Yeah. when we talked about it, and and I remember when you interviewed me, uh, you were working for a different company. Yeah, I think it was was it a side hustle for the company? No. So what happened is it, were, it originally was. So when I was doing the shipping pod, which was my first show, they hired me to ghostwrite like all their blogs and stuff. And then eventually they wanted a podcast, and they hired me as their director of marketing. So I was also doing decks and stuff. So when I saw you, you were on that. You were out on um, the futures tour, and I was like, you know what? This is a small show but I bet he wants to get some shine on this because you're out promoting it. And that's why I reached out to you because I knew where I was at podcasting, you would be the best place to be in 2019. I knew how to plug my microphone in there. I didn't think you would like contact me three days later and be like, that was your job interview. If you want a job, come out to Chattanooga. But that's how it happened. And that's how Craig works. He'll just DM you on LinkedIn sometimes and, and change your life. You know what's interesting, Dooner, is I remember you interviewing me and I had, we had a podcast. Actually, what the truck, you didn't start it. No, I didn't. Even though you have built this identity around it. Um, what's interesting about it is that we, there was not, we hadn't had the right tone with it and we weren't reaching the audience. Uh, I think the podcast was largely about beer. Half yes. the conversation was about beer and then it moved into freight and it was, it was, it was fine, but it wasn't what we wanted. And when you interviewed me, I was like, this guy, I think it was interesting talking, talking to Chris Foss this morning talks about sort of listening and being empathetic and how important that is to establish rapport. And I found that you did that better than anyone that I had spoken with in this industry. Wow. And so I think that has been part and parcel to your success. One of the other things I think is remarkable about you, and I see this as someone who's invested in you as a person, as a friend, uh, and someone who's, who's really proud of the work that you've done as, as, as part of our brand, is that you have one of the things that I think is, is often true about freight is that a lot of the other folks in the industry have almost, they look down on the 
frontline workers, the drivers, the warehouse workers, and they don't empathize with sort of the issues and challenges in their life. And I think what you have done is you have the ability to, to work on all the levels of the demo demographics in our industry, whether it's highly influential and powerful to the top of the market or folks that are oftentimes don't have any power and, and sort of need a voice. And I think you've enabled that, which it's, about, again, back to the empathy you presented. Well, I think everyone has interesting stories and like, you know, I think it's, it's so for me, it's easy to transition to talk to someone like, like Jet and hang out with him and then hang out with like a guy like Mike Lombard because they're both brilliant. They're both just brilliant. They're smart. They're on their own and are empathetic guys. They're building their own things. He may be obsessed with Napoleon, but we got a bunch <laughs> of drivers here anyway. Can we give them a round of applause yes. for the drivers who showed up today? Actually, screw the applause. How about a little cowbell? <laughs> By the way, funny story. My first Freight Waves event, I bought this to bring it to the event and you, you heard the gong and everything. And the reason I did was part of the branding because you could bring the guests in and like a podcast is a digital thing but it gave him something to hit and something to do and it made and it it, it it kind of broke the ice but you went on stage with gary v and i was like gary v! and then you're like dooner <laughs> well <laughs> it almost got me fired but now it's part well of the I, I have to tell you it was funny because like when we first started freight waves and and really this would have been 2000 2019 right yeah so it was our second event in atlanta we've done this would be our third event total and i remember when we started to it, the inspiration was Bloomberg, right? Very serious. And like, let's be frank. And I'm on Bloomberg quite a bit and have an enormous amount of respect for them. But like, it is a different style of media. It's a bit more longer form. And they dive deep into topics. Sometimes the subjects are, are pretty deep. but they're, they're high level. They're talking to an audience that's... Uh, and I, I think that was sort of the inspiration for Freightways. And here's this guy that I just hired. First day on the job. Brings a cowbell into our most important audience. And it was as obnoxious as he could be. And I'm like, what the hell did I just do to myself? Because this is not what Bloom Michael Bloomberg would know. <laughs> and what was interesting was, and I remember the first two or three episodes you did, I was still like, I don't know, like, this is like so different than anything we had ever done. It has attitude. It has um, uh, a lot of energy, but it's got this sort of edge to it. And it was actually outside my comfort zone. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know if this is going to work. Maybe I, like, this guy is a fantastic interviewer, but I'm not sure it's going to work. Like, I, I, I don't know. And, um, but what was really interesting is we use a lot of data. Yeah. And I think one of the successes for our business, much more so than sort of traditional media, it's a lot of reasons our model has worked in terms of, of, of being able to, to, to create the largest media brand in the space, is that we use a lot of data to inform decisions. What's working, what's not. And one of the things that I found remarkable was that the audience was listening to you. They were downloading the podcast, and we could see that there was this sort of J curve, which is sort of this high aggressive uh, exponential curve that was starting to show up in the data, is that you were resonating with the audience. And over the course of a, of a couple of months, and really certainly over the last couple of years, but that first couple of months is we were getting... CEOs and founders that were listening, but also drivers that yeah. were listening. And it was sort of the epiphany that we have started to reach the audience in ways that no other brand that could sort of go between both audiences. There are some successful trucking media brands. There are some successful, um, you know, brands that, that sort of talk to the executive C-suite or about public policy. And they have very specific audiences that are reaching. This was an opportunity for us to, to reach bo both sides of that audience and or multiple facets of that audience. And I think you have certainly do that, done that. Well, I think you and I are deeply offended by the notion that this is a boring industry. 
I know it was said to you when you tried to serve Freightways. I know it was said to me when I was doing the shipping pod, my show, who, like who would listen to this, who, who cares about this? And I don't think the problem was the industry. I think the problem was the people covering the industry because it's an amazing industry full of builders. We've had so much time to network with all of you. I've met so many of you through the show. We're on 650 episodes. There's like four guests and episodes. So I've interviewed a few thousand people and it's been amazing to meet all of you. But this is an amazing world of giant machines, giant trucks, giant steamships, giant ports, things in motion. It's so visual, and people would make it so dry. And big ideas. Yes. Small ideas, big ideas, um, drama. It is so captivating. It is funny. Uh, it's funny you said that because we talk about this a lot. As people say, when, you know, we talk about starting the media business, they're like, freight's boring. I remember we even hired people. Uh, a guy who actually started Chad, started the, what, the original website. Says, yes. When I hired him, he's like, how could you cover the freight business every day? That just seems like a boring topic. Um, and I think what one of the things that is that you worked in the industry, you sort of, you, you know how the industry works, but you have this sort of level of empathy. One of the other things that I think is pretty remarkable is the, the amount of times I hear from people who have nothing to do with logistics that actually say they listen to what the truck because it's just pure entertainment. Yeah. And they're like, I can't believe all this stuff actually takes place. I, I designed the show so my wife can watch it. Like, and, and my kids can watch it. And my mom can watch it. And my dad can. Because the whole point is like, this isn't about how to like fix your engine or, or put DEF in your engine. And it's not exactly about how to fix your business. It's about introducing all of you to each other. It's about introducing this industry to each other and letting us know what we know. And that comes from you working in the industry. When I was at FedEx, when I was in imports, the people in exports had no idea what we did. People in drawback had no idea what we did. People in sales didn't know what we did. Nobody knew what we, we did. And, I, I, and as I went to other offices, I realized that we all know a little bit of our stuff, but we need a way to, to learn more about how this all interconnects. And I think you find when people have the harshest opinions online, the harshest trolls, they're usually the most ignorant about the side that they're attacking. You know, it's interesting. One of the things that I think has also been instrumental in your personal journey um, is how positive you keep these, uh, keep the conversation. Um, even in light of stories that that have been challenging you know multiple bankruptcies some of the tragedies i one of the most remarkable experiences i remember for us and then you were on this journey because you were part of it was the celadon bankruptcy yeah and how the drivers were out on the road and they got zero information from the company the fuel card stopped working and there was no body giving them information i mean there were discussions of you know some of the drivers were contemplating suicide These were, Quite a desperate situation of not knowing what was happening, no information. We were live on XM, right? We, you were, yeah, it was a yeah. live XM show and you were having drivers call in and sort of provide the front lines. It was a really interesting, captivating moment because it, it, we were providing information to, to folks that, you know, they're 2,000 miles away from home with no money. Yeah. And um, didn't know what to expect or what to do. And I think it was a really interesting opportunity to come together and create a platform for folks that could come and understand it. Uh, so, dinner. I got to ask before uh, we we move on to another topic, yeah, uh, and, and another guest is if you could make create a message for folks that have you've created, you know, the most successful podcast in the space uh, and show in the space. What message would you have for those aspiring creators? And one to be, to be clear, there is a number of creators in this room oh, that yeah. have that you know we share audiences or you know Venn diagrams could be competitive audiences. It's not a zero sum game. And it means I, we will, those that are bringing positive energy to this space, there's some that don't, but those that bring positive energy to the space, we will prop them up. We want them to succeed even when it 
because it's not a zero-sum game. We can become better as an industry. We're a connector, but we also want to encourage those uh, uh, entrepreneurs. What is the message you have to those creators? To other creators, it's, um, it's very rewarding, but um, the thing I didn't know before I started was I was like, oh, I want to be a podcaster. You do a podcast. I didn't realize that the real job is you have to be a really good marketer. You have to be a really good um, networker. You have to be really good at social media. And not, the easiest thing you'll ever do if you're a creator is hit record. If you think that's the job, if you think just sitting in the chair is the job, I don't want to work with you. And that happened with a co-host of mine. Like, if you think that that's just the job, I do not want to work with you because we have to constantly be networking. We have to constantly be growing. We have to constantly think we're going bankrupt. We have to constantly think we're about to die. And we have to remain positive while we do it. And you, when you're a content creator, you have to do this every day. And you have to execute a playbook every day. And you have to do it at a certain time every day. And it is a massive, massive grind. And there's days when you do not want to do it. There's days when you want to do something else. And you still got to go and get it out there. So, so many, I think, creators in the space start something. We see they, they get this sort of uh, a lot of endorphin peak. You know, the adrenaline's yeah. running. They're getting this first sort of engagement, and then it drops off when it gets hard. Because waking up every day to be a creator is hard work. It is hard work. So I want to invite somebody else onto the stage. It's not a part of Freight Waves. I thought this would be an interesting conversation with Alex Mai. So Alex uh, runs the largest YouTube channel uh, <laughs> dedicated to trucking. So, hey, mother trucker! Mother trucker. What's going on? What's going on? So uh, I found Brad Jacobs in the hallway yesterday after yeah. the meeting, hanging out with <laughs> Alex at the mother trucker hat. I wish I had provided that, uh, that photo. You can find it on Twitter, yeah. at Freight Alley. You can see it. But you got Brad Jacobs to wear the mother trucker hat. All I got to say is we're all entrepreneurs in this room. And when you have a hat that nobody wanted to wear, I've seen my hat for sale at a garage sale, and you get a billionaire to put it on for five seconds, I called my mama. That's all I got to say. You know what I mean? That was an exciting day. So, you know, I appreciate the connect, and, you know, thank you for letting me be here. And really, you know, let me know what you guys want to know, because for people that don't know what I do, I pretty much make 25 videos a day with my cell phone and anywhere between 10 to 50 million people watch me a month about trucking, transportation, but for truck drivers. So I know for the people in the room that their customer is a truck driver, I'm probably your golden goose, right? So Alex, I got yeah. to ask you, you said 10 to 50 million yeah. people a month. Right watch your YouTube channel? It's, it's crazy. Now, we all know by data there's only 3.5 million, so I can't tell you that they're all truckers. Like, yeah. yeah, so it's repetitive. I'm putting out videos every day. Um, when I put out a video, each video could get anywhere between 10 to 50 to 100,000 views, and I'll put five of those out a day. So it's the same guys watching me on the road, and uh, hopefully they're listening and not watching, but you know what I'm trying to say. So, so what is what is your journey? How did you build this? Yeah. How did you start doing this? And how did you end up becoming the... The, the mother trucker? The mother trucker. <laughs> okay, okay. So we'll go through this quick because I want to be able to give you guys some value for everyone that's in this room as well that pertains to your business. Here's the truth. My mom wanted me to go to college. I went to college. I came out and made $15 an hour. I was working at Walgreens. I made it to assistant manager, making about fifteen fifty. So I got a little raise. And my uncle was a truck driver. He was a mover. You know, I was starting to get depressed because like we all in this room, let's be honest, we're reading every single book. 
we're thinking about every single way to engage. What can we do to become something in life to provide for our family? This is what we're all here for, and that's why we're here today, right? And so at the end of it, I was getting depressed, and my uncle said, you know what? Let me take you under my wing, and let me show you what I do. And I was like, I've gone with you in the summers. I don't want to move furniture. This sucks, <laughs> right? And he shows me a paycheck. And it's like $25,000. I go, that's not bad for a trucker for the year. Now, this was the heydays, right? But it was $20,000 gross revenue, right? From January like 1st to January 16th. I was like, are you telling me in a half of a month you were able to gross even revenue? I don't even know what those numbers are. So I said, forget it. I jumped in. I got my CDL. I went and I drove a truck. And from there, I basically got out on my own. Started getting depressing because trucking is depressing, people. At that time, I'm going to date myself, but everyone's on MySpace. Everyone's having fun. And I'm in a truck crying by myself on the side of the road, right? This sucks. So I'm like, maybe people want to see a, a trucker. trucker. <laughs> people want to see what a trucker bathroom shower looks like. Yes. So I started doing this thing called vlogging, which I had no clue what that was. And I hope it's okay to say this. Years ago, I would go up to truck drivers and go, hey, man, can I interview you? And they'll, they'll go to me and go, hey, man, I don't know what kind of male lot lizard you are, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't want any of this. <laughs> I don't know. And I go, no, I'm not a male lot lizard. I just want to go into a stranger's I just go truck. This is my only fans account. And then we can have a very intimate conversation. I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just bringing my camera. <laughs> you know, so all I got to say is if someone invites you in their truck, don't do it. There's nothing broken in there. Don't go in there. There's nothing that you want in there, okay? There's no PlayStation. There's nothing. So from there, really, I got a couple of views, got a couple of subscribers, and next thing you know, people are getting on my show and having gripes about the industry man, why isn't there a way for us to do this? Why isn't there a way for us to do that, right? Why is there not truck parking? Why is there not, why are the brokers at this? So guess what? I didn't wake up one day and said, I want to be the guy that truck drivers watch. I was just doing my thing for seven years and nobody watched my videos. And it really wasn't until about three years ago that something just changed. What was the change? What was the what was the inflection that? Like, what was the video? Yeah, the one video that you were like. It wasn't one video. No. It, what it was was I started going to truck shows, mm -hmm. so I started to show people's trucks. And then when you interview with these guys with trucks, guess what ends up happening? They have this four hundred thousand dollar truck when someone else has this thirty thousand dollar truck, and they go, "Well, I started with nothing, no money, and now I have fifty trucks. I make." $90,000 net in my pocket a month. Again, heyday, guys. Not right now. No <laughs> one's making money right now. But people started getting intrigued. People are like, wait a minute. Someone born in America came from nothing, can be something. And so now all I do is I go, hey, guys, what's going on, mother truckers? And my wife helped coin that, you know? And so I don't care who you are. If you don't have someone... That's your ride or die by your side. Anything you try to build will become nothing because that pillow talk at night and you're whimpering going, I don't know if I could do this. They are the one that says, shut up, stop whining, 
you can make this happen. But babe, I, you know, we all get imposter syndrome. This all happens. This is real for all of us. You know, so all of us are sitting here today because we want something more. We want education. And because of that, honestly, that's why you have a better chance of succeeding. And I just want to really appreciate Craig for that, honestly, because there's not a place where people that think like us, because the entrepreneurial role, what we're doing, let's be honest, it's a lonely road. When you talk to your friend that just likes to fish about transportation, he does not understand what you're talking about, right? And so you really feel alone in this world. So, you know, from all this, now it's people watch it. And I'm just here to be able to give the truck driver a better experience. So if you're sitting in this room and you have something that applies to a truck driver and you would like them to have a better experience, I don't mind, you know, you can email me at mothertruckernews at gmail.com. I don't mind looking at it and looking at what you're doing and helping you be better because we all want to be better, but we just don't know, right? And so because of where I'm at now, I really just want to be able to give the truck driver a better experience. That's, that's really all. So how did I get here? Can you duplicate this? I have no clue how to do this. I made videos <laughs> that nobody watched. And one Instinct day... and grind, man. But here's one thing that it does come up. Transportation is a very dinosaur business. So for the ones right now that aren't on every social media, your competitor is on social media and starting this. You do not have to be the LeBron James. You do not have to be the Tiger Woods. You don't have to be any of these guys. You could just be the one that does it. So if you have something that you care about, a product you care about, a service you care about, you need to let your consumer know. You need to let your customer know. And you need to be on all social medias. Because I can't see everybody here, but raise a hand. You know, Is anyone on LinkedIn right now? Raise your hand. Okay, I just started one, so my hand's up too. Okay. Is anyone on Instagram? Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. Is anyone on TikTok? Put your hands down when you're not. Is anyone on Facebook? Is anyone on Twitter? Is anyone using freight waves to help them promote their stuff, right? So you see, at the end of it, you look at what I'm talking about here. There's only a few of you that are on everything. And if you're not on everything, you will become what we call blockbuster a great idea that did not move forward. And I truly feel really big about that. You know, I want everybody in this room to win because I've met so many smart people today and the other day, and I felt like I made some real friends. I won't lie, when I got here, I said, I'm a truck driver, I don't belong here. But a lot of you want to make a change and be better for your customer. And so you have to be everywhere because where's your customer right now? They are on social media. And if you're not doing it, you're missing the boat. And if you're not collaborating with media companies that are doing it, you're missing the boat. You just have to be everywhere. The days of just radio, newspaper, it, it's just over. You, you got to be everywhere. And so, you know, that's really, you know, how I feel about that. So, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of time, but I, I got to ask each of you. Sure. Give one nugget of what does not work in terms of creating content that does not engage. What are the... One thing that you would say does not work. This is the one thing that does not work. Does Raise your hand right now if you like to be sold something. I don't see anyone raising their hand, right? So what you want to do is you want to actually focus on people that enjoy your product and your service. And when you make videos, 
get the people that actually champion and love what you do to support and say and talk about what you do. And if anything, make content about those people because it's real. Because we all can tell fake. Yeah. Testimonials. Testimonials. Something that seems sincere to yes. the camera. And you think we're so in sort of inundated with messages in the sort of modern social media world that we, we start to tune out when, when we feel like we're being forced sold something. Oh, yeah. I mean, just to further that, my, my nugget would be, I think, it's sort of what I came to counterbalance again was there the only podcast that exists when, when I started mine were like stripped webinars. It was such SpawnCon. You could tell that some marketing team wrote all these questions. What did you call it? Spawn? Like SpawnCon? Spon sponsored content? Oh. Okay. Yeah, like it, it just read like, it sounded like scripted people reading a script to each other and it sounds horrible and it's not engaging. But to further that tip, mine, mine is more to the, the creator side. It's drive. The worst thing you can do is create something and then not promote it and network and, and move it forward. Again, if you think the job is just sitting in the seat and it record and then it gets published and you, you don't do anything to move it, no one's going to know you exist. I'm sure Alex, most of his job is grinding and pushing and that's most of mine too. I mean, it showed up. And I don't mean like I, you, you, you show up at the places that matter. You do the work. You do the grind. And you get the results. You talked about no five years or four years before you had. Yeah. So I did like literally like so in the like the eight years almost going on nine. It's almost like for six years, you're almost like nobody watches me. And guess what? Anything that is extremely successful is very difficult and hard. So if you don't truly believe in it yourself, you will quit. There are no overnight successes. No, you know, ever. Everybody sort of looks at it as, you know, Brad Jacobs was here yesterday and, um, you know, he was talking about, he's like, you came out of nowhere. And the reality is we didn't come out of nowhere because the journey was long. For him, it may have felt uh, a quick. But I think about so many businesses, we look at the successes. And I, I listen to a lot of these short biographies of founders. The Nike story is one that uh, is pretty interesting. It's just all the hurdles it took to build that business and how many near-death experiences it had. And it had many. And now we think of it as an iconic brand for you. You were grinding for years. Well, yeah. No, and and you're you know it's funny. You mentioned something I think is probably the most important piece of wisdom you shared, Alex, this morning, is whom you partner with, your ride or die partner. Uh, Cheryl Sandberg has a statement that the most important career decision you make is who you marry. And I think for and I know Dooner, you have a fantastic family. You're yeah. a big family man. I know I I got five kids and, and an amazing wife. You. I don't know your spouse, but yeah, my wife Jen is right here. She's the give best. Right, give a shout out. Thank you, baby. It's, that is so important, and I think that's the underrated part of this conversation. Oh, I agree. Because can I tell you what? When your husband is telling people he's a YouTuber <laughs> in a world of where he's an older guy and he has ten people following him, she's like, "Yeah, that's what he does," you know. But one thing I want to leave you guys with, I think that's important that works in media, and I don't know if it works with everything else, but hear me real quick, is collaboration. Um, what we do in the space is really small. And the last thing you want to do is talk trash about your competitor and hate on them. You know what? We're so small that there's so much out there. We're like this small industry. It's not a zero-sum game. Yeah. No, ever. There are people in this industry. We know, I mean, we get... Sure. Shit post from competitors that that's all they do. They hate. They set out such negativity. They're looking in the window, though. They are. They're out on the outside, and their businesses are declining. Their audience is declining because when it's all negativity, it does not work. It doesn't, it doesn't build. And I, I think your energy is so positive. I got to meet you. You came and asked me because there was these, all these rumors about freight waves and 
I don't even remember what they were, but there was everything you do it. You interviewed me and you asked me the questions. And it, it's interesting because you weren't afraid to ask those questions. I'm not afraid to answer them. And I think it's an opp opportunity to be positive. And so much about this business is negative. And certainly we write content about some of the sadder stories. But like we're also we're champions of this industry. We love this industry. You love yeah. the, the, what's going on with truck drivers and you love this industry and you're reaching out and you're embracing the opportunities to talk about these topics and hit them heads on because you love the industry and you love the people that are in it. And I think that's remarkable. It is not a zero sum game. No, it really isn't, you know, because I've had emails where people are like, can I be on your show, Alex? But I talked about tech and logistics and about, I go, that, you go call freight waves. I don't do that, you know? You should. And it wouldn't, it would not, like, at the end of the day, it's not a zero-sum game. I it was isn't. talking to our, our friends at, at MILF, at Freight Caviar. You know, they've created an amazing newsletter that everybody awesome. in this room should subscribe to. Yeah. Because they are, you know, it's, they're putting out high-quality content. And, yes, there is, there is this Venn diagram where we may lose some advertising opportunity or they may have audience and engagement. But it's not a zero-sum game. Everybody can be a creator. You know, you're, you're bringing up some ideas. I know time is, like, gone and we don't have any more. Thank you for everybody being engaging, uh, engaging with this. The one problem that is big as well is that people don't think that they're reaching enough people. And that is a vanity metrics. You need to just reach your target audience. Mm -hmm. The way I look at it is the hotel that you're staying right now, and I'm staying at that hotel, Bo. Okay, I booked a little late, but it's still nice, right? That one maybe has 90 rooms in it. If you have 300 subscribers or followers of what you do, and you're like, I only have 300, that's three Marriott's full of people that are watching you in their room at that same time. 25 of them could be founders that are in this room, and that's why sometimes it's not worth it sacrificing the likes when it comes to that negativity. Yeah, that's take, take around, a, everyone talks. Reed's got, and I, like, we're like 10 minutes over, so they'll just have to figure that we'll out. We'll talk but back. Yeah, this is an was, amazing it, conversation. But I take Reed. Reed. Reed, and please advise. Dude creates a hat, hustling hats, and has created a community of a couple hundred folks that could, that could and it should continue to expand and grow. Who knows what they end up creating? Who knows where that comes out? But there's so much energy and stuff in this uh, industry to talk about, and there's so many different ways to do it. You have a different personality than Alex. You have a different personality than the Freight Caviar. You have a different take on things. It's just, it's a remarkable time in our industry, and it has become cool. Yeah. We've all made freight cool, right? Let's give it up. Freight is cool. Yeah, let's Come go. Come on. Freight is cool. I started with a $15 microphone. Any of you can do it. Yeah, hey. you should get a... If you have one piece of advice, get a good yeah, microphone. We'll get, we'll get. That's all you need. Spend $100. <laughs> focus on the microphone. That is the more important piece. Anyways, gents, I, well, we could spend this conversation for 30 minutes. Okay. And we should. In Atlanta, at our next event, we should go longer and talk about social engagement. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you guys feeling like you get some value from this? I hope you do, man, because, you know, uh, this, this is real right here. Well, we want you guys to win, and you have something special. These are some of the brightest minds I've ever talked to in my whole dang life. You know what I mean? And some of the kindest people. And so whatever you're doing right now, people that aren't here, I'm telling you, they're not doing it. You don't even have to be good at doing it. You just got to do it. You get better. We're doing it. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got to go. Shout out to the builders. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Listen to what the truck. <laughs> Alex.